Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 257. We are going to review the games of week two of the 2018 CFL season. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we'll be talking football, Canadian football, for the next 120 minutes or less, 119, but that's beside the point. Uh, We are having problems with our hosting program here, Blog Talk Radio, it's doing all sorts of weird things. In fact, right now, it's not going to let me open up Charles's mic. So, Charles, you are listening to this. Get into the, your studio if you can and open up your own mic. I will try to get it going. Uh, anyhow, uh, not much of a rant tonight. There's not, we're, this was an interesting week. We had a couple of upsets, uh, which is good. We always like upsets, and some of us predict them. Some of them, us do not. Uh, The other thing that is really cool is, uh, well, not really cool. It's terrible, actually. We lost two starting quarterbacks. Uh, So, what, Toronto's uh, starting quarterback went down. Saskatchewan's quarterback went down. Uh, Last week, or or just in the preseason, uh, Winnipeg lost their starting quarterback. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, we've lost three out of nine so far. That's uh, 33%. It's not a good thing. So, we'll see what it goes and hanging on for the rest of the thing. So, yeah, let's just open up some mics and go on it. I got Will. Will, how you doing, buddy? Oh, there's your mic. I'm real good. I'm real good. I'm real good. It's Sunday night, and we get to talk football. So, what else? There could be nothing wrong. I mean, we get to talk about the games that were this week. What just happened here? We get to talk about the games. I don't know. Charles is phoning himself. Take your call at this time. And we lost Will. Please leave your message after the tone. After leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound for more options. Charles, what are you doing to me here? Okay. Charles, is that you, you there? Please leave your message after the tone. After leaving a message, you can hang up or press pound for more Jesus. options. <sighs> Charles, what have you done to me? Okay, we're in the middle of a live broadcast here, and we have all sorts of things happening. So let's uh, see what goes on. Uh, Will got dropped. Hi, you've reached 604-855-88. Yeah, make that go away. Okay, um, let's try something different. I'm going to try to bring Will back in and see what goes on here. Charles, you just phoned in. Is that what happened? Okay, open up the mic. Uh uh, there's muted, and he's going over here. Charles, are you there? No. Hello. There's William. I got Hi Will. There. Where's Charles? <laughs> Blog Talk is doing weird things tonight. Okay, Charles. Okay, we hung up on that thing. Oh, oh, now what? Open this mic up, and hopefully that's Charles. Take your call at this time. 
please leave a brief message, and we will get back to you. Why does it keep – it's phoning me and, and giving the answering machine. I don't know. Okay, William. Yes, sir. We got to talk about football on a Sunday night, which is all right with me because there was some really awesome games this weekend, and there was some real awesome upsets this weekend. So, hey, what more? What more do you want? And if I'm correct, only one oh two won. But yeah, only two of the four Western teams won this weekend. That doesn't happen very often. No, so. I know it was kind of weird. And my two least favorite or least favorite Western teams lost, so that was even better. Exactly. Saskatchewan and Edmonton both lost. I mean, how does that? That's you probably betcha. the best thing that could happen for you when you're doing it's a dance. Not very, it's not very fashionable to wear green in the CFL right now. I guess I don't know. Yeah, well, so, green's enough. Yeah. Really, I, I, it's. My least favorite color in the world. I just can't stand anything green. That may be grass that I don't have to mow and leaves that don't drop trees. No, trees that don't drop leaves. I've always been a big Kermit fan, so, you know. Oh, are you? Really? Kermit's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's a frog. My grandson loves him, so. I was actually really fond of Animal. Animal was my favorite. Mm. The drummer. Okay, then. Yes, I know who Animal is. Mine, and, and, and who isn't fond of the Cookie Monster? Well, cookies. absolutely. Cookies. <laughs> cookies. Okay, I don't know how to get Charles in here. Uh, it's not phoning. It's not dialing. It's not doing anything. So unless he uh, comes up with some better idea, maybe he might have to call in me. Call me, Charles. What's going on? Oh, maybe I will can... call in. There. Maybe he'll do the call-in show thing, and he can be our guest host. I'm on. He, you know, there, there you go. go. There we got Charles yeah. back. That welcome to the show, my friend. I, again, welcome back. Thank you. You were just talking about how Blog Talk is not creating, uh, is not cooperating with us, and then all of a sudden, all I heard was a, a phone dialing, and then the line went dead. Yeah, that shit happened. I don't yep. know what and happened. And when I. I and when I got dropped, that her voice came on and said, "Thank you for losing blog using blog talk," and she hung up, oh. just like at the end of the show. So what a what a bitch! King? I really yeah, don't like well, her. I think she must be friends with that ex podcast uh, host of ours, and she's messing with us. Maybe that's it. I I can't see why we have way more people listen to our show than theirs. So uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, okay. Hey. And thank you, everybody out there that's listening to you to the show in 32 different countries. Oh, my good Lord, we're famous. Uh, my wife is really impressed. She says, there's no way that you have that many people in that many countries. And I go, yeah, stats don't lie. They're there. You probably have, there's probably 32 people out there from one person from each country listening to us. <laughs> 2,500 2, people well, listen to each group. I don't know if you, just, oh, okay. if you know that, but... Uh, I've just noticed we've on our Let's Talk CFL page, Facebook page, on the podcast page, we just got a message from a guy named Shane Turner who lives in Perth, Western Australia. Well, there's a shout-out for you. Hey, Shane, welcome to the show. Yeah. So just wanted to say thanks for the pod. Yeah, 
I, the, uh, the post here just came in like moments ago. Just wanted to say thanks for the podcast, helping keeping me informed. Love the opinions and the real attitudes. Loosely followed the CFL since 2013 when I saw my first game, Calgary at BC. I am, a, I am an Aussie BC Lions fan. I live in Perth, Western Australia, taking my support to a more serious level this year. Loving the fast-paced, no-bullshit game in comparison to the NFL. Maybe you could give me a shout-out on your podcast sometime. I'll be starting a BC Lions Australia fan page for the both of us here, LOL. Anyway, thanks again. <laughs> Keep the show going. Enjoyable, easy listening. Sincerely, Shane Turner. Shane, oh, cool. thank you for the shout-out, brother. Thank you. And, uh, welcome to the show down in Perth, Western Australia. BC Lions fan, you are my hero. Yep. <laughs> Damn straight. I know, Will. You can gag on that later. Yep. Okay. I can't talk right now. I was just throwing up in my mouth. So. Yeah. So, <laughs> you, know, you, you should wash that down. I hate that that taste. It, it's there forever. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. So now, what's going on here? Let's talk some football. Can we do that? Yeah. I don't. I don't sure. know if I want to push any buttons here with this. Yeah, what we're made of. You never know what the fuck's going to happen with this blog talk bitch tonight. Okay, first game up on the agenda, uh, Thursday night, the new Thursday night. Uh, what do you guys think of the new Thursday night song? Eh? Everybody's talking about this uh, this song from Thursday night football. Nothing? That's all right. I mean, you don't like it, fantastic. Will? No, not really. Okay. Charles, really. it's okay? I don't mind. They're trying. I have no problem with it. Okay, cool. I like the Friday Night Football song. That's pretty cool. So Thursday Night Football games, I, I don't like them, but, you know, hey, they're better than Tuesday night. Saskatchewan was in Ottawa to play the Red Blacks. Red Blacks' first game of the season. Saskatchewan had won the previous week. So uh, 1-0 and against O. And Ottawa <laughs> absolutely spanked the Riders, sent them packing, Zach Caleros gets knocked out of the game. He gets pulled out by the uh, CFL spotter for concussion protocol. And Saskatchewan goes down 40-17. to 17. How could that be a bad game? It was a lovely game. Go Red Blacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Charles. <laughs> yes. I know Will enjoyed the game. How? What do you think of it? Mm, I smiled at the results. i got to be honest. Um well, first of all, not just straight up, I picked Ottawa to begin with. And um, I think the um, Rough Riders were a little happy after their week one win over the Argonauts. And uh, they came kind of crashing down to earth uh, this past week. Um, they lost Zach Caleros. It was, fairly, was it fairly early in the game? Or uh i think it was i could i i only saw the highlights of this game i was out on thursday night but uh uh it was fairly early in the game i think they lost that caleros and uh brandon bridge came in did okay but didn't set the world on fire um one thing i'm noticing fairly quickly this season the rough riders do not have a running game they're leading rusher at 33 yards and that was trey mason jerome messam uh he's at his best before date and uh, Deron Carter, well, we're going to talk about that a little later. I'm just going to say that uh, 
he's not exactly the uh, the saving grace, the be-all, end-all when it comes to defense. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, the Ottawa Red Blacks came in with a vengeance, really. They really uh, took it to the Riders. Um, jumped on them relatively early. Had uh, had a 11-point um, lead at halftime. And they just never looked back. They really, uh, Trevor Harris had a strong game, 345, two touchdowns, good running game for William Powell with 94 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Greg Ellington, what else is new, had a big, had over 100 yards. So they really dominated for the most part in uh, this game. It was really one-sided, which is something we're going to say a lot tonight because this was a week of really one-sided games right across the board. So a good uh, kickoff win for um, for the Red Blacks in Saskatchewan. Well, we don't really know what they got. And if Caleros is out for a long term, uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't heard any, um, an injury report on him. But if he's out long term, uh, Saskatchewan could be in for a long, long season. I think Saskatchewan's in through a long, long season, regardless of whether or not Zach Galeros is out. That's but I would beside, agree. That's beside the point. I, you know, I honestly, I, I picked uh, Edmonton Eskimos to miss the playoffs and Saskatchewan to be in fifth place in the West, not expecting a crossover this year. So um, I'm, I'm not looking that far off right now, am I? Yeah, it's only been two games, though. I know it's only been two games. There's 16 to go. That's why we play the whole season. Yep. But yeah, it's a uh, great game. Uh, Will, how'd you like it? Well, you know what? Now, is it because Ottawa was that good? Is Saskatchewan that bad? Did Saskatchewan not have any film on Ottawa? Did Ottawa have all the film on Saskatchewan? You know what? And and last week after Saskatchewan won, all I heard about is in Calgary is like we got rid of Charleston Hughes too fast or too early because he got three sacks. Well, you didn't even hear his mention name the his name mentioned the other night. I think Ottawa's game plan was just fantastic. I think they had Saskatchewan's vaunted defensive line guessing constantly with a with a great combination of run and pass. And and they did stellar. They scored forty points. So, um, but I mean, maybe, and we'll talk about this later. Maybe you should really play a defensive player at cornerback and not a receiver. But that's another story. Um, but yeah, uh, Ottawa looked good. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Toronto Hamilton looks pretty good. I think we could have a changing in the guard. I know it's only been two games, but Ottawa and Hamilton might be right up there this year, and uh, Montreal and Toronto may not be. So we shall see. But I love it when the Riders lose. Sorry for anybody out there listening. I just love it when the Riders lose, period. So, and they did not look good. They did not look good. Zach Kolaris, even when he was playing, he didn't look that good. So, hmm, interesting. Very interesting. Go ahead. Well, no, hey, it's a spectacular game. Uh, Ottawa, who is my probably my the second team we're going to follow in the CFL, they're kind of 
Uh, it used to be Hamilton, and I, when the Red Blacks came in, I like pretty much everything that that organization is doing. I'm, I'm not real fond of their GM and, and, and the owner, but I. Are you okay, Will? Yeah, sorry, I, I spent the mute. I don't think I, I really yawned mic. during your your presentation. I thought it was kind of quiet and, and respectful. I apologize. I went to mute my mic and I forgot. Okay. Okay. Anyhow. Uh, I'm a big Red Blacks fan. I picked the Red Blacks to win, as did all three of us on this panel. The the two that are not on the show tonight are the ones that picked Saskatchewan, and they were didn't count. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, everything's all good. Uh, it was a great game. I just don't know what can say. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Duran Carter and his lack of abilities at corner. And uh, actually, I'd really like to touch uh, with the Dante Spencer type of thing. Uh, rebuttal or rebuke um but we'll do that when uh we're back in the other thing uh when we're talking about duran we'll talk about deontay spencer at the same time okay so hey great game 40 to 17 uh bottom line is uh mark and chris both picked saskatchewan so they are eliminated from our competition charles went 27 24 out by 20 points cj was 21 14 out by 19 just a little better than Charles. And Will was 33-27 out by 17. Will, you won the round. Yes, your mic's so. muted. Yes, you did. I did so. Yes, I this won was, the round. This yeah. was a Willie week, by the way. Just in case anybody know, wants to know, this was a Willie week. He did very well yes, in, his, in the rankings. And, uh, oh, well. Okay. I'm not a gloater. Hoo-ah! Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's move on. Just cause I don't know. Jesus. Oh, where'd that come from? You pushing buttons, Charles? I didn't touch it. Okay. Friday night was a double header with uh, Winnipeg at Montreal and Hamilton at Edmonton. The Winnipeg game came out first, and Montreal. I don't know what happened. Was it Mark that said that this team is a complete train wreck? And I said, I think you're being generous. I'm the one that said that. Yeah. 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 Like seriously, uh, this team is absolutely atrocious and they got spanked by Winnipeg 56 to 10, 10 and 10 is a generous number for them. Mind you, seven was a generous number for Toronto. Ah, fifty-six to ten. Wow, William, you must have liked this game a little bit. Well, I did. How's and it, I, the quarterback Chris Sheever's doing here now? You, you um, getting more impressed with him or who? The the the, the, the Winnipeg's quarterback. Quarterback, you know what? He uh, he actually doesn't look like a rookie. Okay, and and they keep on. I keep on listening to Mike O'Shea, and Mike O'Shea is constantly talking about he's mature and he picks up the system fast. He doesn't even look at his wristband, and he knows what he's doing. But I think it also helps him that he is mobile and fast, because if he has to, he can run out, get out of trouble. But I mean, he's still looking downfield. I mean, yes, it's only against the Owls, and the Owls aren't a very good team. But 56 points, he exploited them big time. 
And, uh, I, I mean, there's not much you can say. I mean, Chris Trevler, is Matt Nichols going to get his job back? Oops, did I say that out loud? Because, you yeah, see, you and, and the big, well, the biggest difference is when I see Chris Trevler back there, he's an exciting guy to watch. And Matt Nichols yeah, is I know not. He's only, right, and now I know he is only a rookie, but... The thing I, the thing is, this this guy he he reminds me. They were saying this on the on the on one of the casts the other day. He does remind me a lot of Matt Dunnigan because when he runs, he does not he does not hook slide. He tries to run people over, mm-hmm. and he's That's not true. and he's he's not a small guy. Oh yeah, I think he's like six four, two fifteen or two twenty or something like that. He's not a small guy, so. Yeah, you know what? More power to Winnipeg. They, uh, I, I, I believe they were going to be a good team this year, and so far they showed it. Yes, it was only the Owls, but and you know what? I, I don't even, I don't even blame Drew Willie, because that offensive line on the other night was atrocious. It was horrible. The guy was was running for his life, and. Uh, you know, these the Owls don't have a bad running game, but yeah, it was it was ugly. And I, uh, if it keeps on going like this in Montreal, I would be surprised if the management and the coaching staff makes it past the fifth game because you cannot you cannot do this for the whole season. It's going to be ugly. So. Right. It is, without question. But, you know, you're yep. saying that you're impressed with Winnipeg. Now, Winnipeg lost to Edmonton the previous week. And then, yeah, yep. it was a blowout victory, but it was against Montreal. So, you know, you, you really can't put a lot of stock in the Winnipeg team right now. You can't just throw them well, up you, the power rankings just because, you know, they, they, they blew out Montreal and, and they lost Edmonton. So No, but yeah, most, they, people, most people think think most people think that Edmonton has a good chance of being in the in the Grey Cup this year. They only lost Edmonton by three points with a rookie quarterback. So and yeah, then Edmonton the Owls, gets banged by Hamilton. So Right. You know, but but the Owls the Owls, I mean, you know, if you lost twenty to ten against Montreal, I wouldn't be saying anything. But they destroyed them. Like it wasn't even close. So, I mean, it's a long season. They're going to play lots of teams. But, you know, any win gives the team confidence. And once people get rolling, you never know how far they'll go until they hit Calgary. You know, when you were talking about Chris Strebler, Strebler or whatever his name is, and you named off all the things that, you know, the coach says that he's playing like a mature quarterback. He doesn't look at his cards anymore. And he's just going out there and he's he's moving, taking the game with his legs. And he was doing all of these things. You described Jonathan Jennings from four years ago. Because we said exactly the same things about him. And he did mm-hmm. exactly the same things. Yeah, but I don't like Jonathan Jennings. Yeah, see, there's the difference. You're prejudiced. Yes, I am. Uh, well, you know, and, and hold on, but but you think think of it this way: 
Um, who who was I? Who was I going to compare? It, it's just he he. Okay, you know what? I keep on hearing about Brandon Bridge, Brandon Bridge, Brandon Bridge, Brandon Bridge, and they say he's got wheels on him. But this guy does not know how to read defenses, and that's why he runs. I think a guy like Chris Strievler, I think he runs as part of his game, but he can still throw the ball, and he does. And so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to go, you know, say this guy is the next coming, but you know what? For a rookie quarterback, he's done well. There's no doubt about it. A guy, a guy who two games ago, the only football he ever played was college football, and now he's in the pros. And I'm just, I'm yeah, a little hard. scared of him. I'm a little scared of him running too much because he might get hurt. Okay, but and there's nobody else on the other. On the other hand, he's a beast, so I don't know if he will get hurt. But that boy does not hook slide. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, the, the coach might have might have to have a chat with him. Yes. <laughs> you know. You know. You know another quarterback that ran a lot like uh, Matt Dunnigan and didn't like uh, hook sliding? Buck Pierce. Well, he started to at the end because he had to. Well, yeah, but the, the difference. Ended, but in the beginning, he but, didn't. But the difference but is. was the same great. way. Yes, yes, that's true, too. So if that's any quarterback too. that came out of BC was basically what was the philosophy that the, the Lions instilled in their quarter, young quarterback, you're here to play football, man up. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter who it was. They always did the same thing. You never saw BC line quarterbacks hook sliding, and actually, except Damon Allen. So, anyhow. True. Quite true. No no, no use for that guy. So, anyhow, uh, it was uh, Charles. Charles, it's your turn on this game. Yeah. Um, really, what, is this, what can you say about this game other than the fact that uh, – the Montreal Alouettes are, all, for all intents and purposes, a joke. And uh, they're like a, a glorified practice when you play them right now. They're, this team has got nothing. And Will says he doesn't think the management and coaching staff will make it past game five. I could see it if they get spanked again in their next game in game three, they could start cleaning house. Because this team is not a good football team. This team is not in the class of any of the other eight CFL teams. This team isn't going to beat anybody. This team is a disaster, quite frankly. And uh, Chris Trevler and the Bombers, they took advantage of that. They just lit these guys up. Now, I'm kind of in the same boat, I think, a little bit as CJ, because I'm not saying anything bad about Trevler, because he did play very well in this game. There is no question about it. He played well against uh, Edmonton in a losing effort. But I think we got to temper our um, you got to temper the enthusiasm for him a little bit. You got to see a little bit more than two games, and you got to see him against uh, a few more top line defenses. Because let's face it, Montreal ain't no top line defense, and from what I've seen from Edmonton this year, isn't exactly top of the line defense either. So let's see them play Calgary. Let's see them play. Hell, let's see them play Hamilton. Let's play, see them say, play BC. Let's see if he puts the numbers up against them. We'll see uh, how that... And then we can start getting excited. Not not taking anything away from the guy, because I'll admit, I'll agree with Will. This guy looks good. No question about it, he looks good. And he looks like he's got the tools to be successful. But let's just give him a few more games before we start uh, jumping, up and ba- jumping up and down and saying, well, this guy's... Uh, 
the new superstar because uh, we've seen other quarterbacks come into this league, play uh, a couple of strong games, and then they start to, once uh, teams start to figure them out and stuff like that, they start going downhill. I'm Drew not Willie. saying that's going to happen. I'm not it's Drew Willie, exactly. I'm not saying Tino Sensiri, another good uh, example. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to say that's happening as Traveler. I don't know that's going to happen as Traveler, and he's getting the job done right now. I'm not going to dispute that for one second, but I'm just saying let's not overhype the guy after two games, uh, because when you start to do that, all you're going to do is put more pressure on the kid to keep it up, and a, pressure, a lot of pressure on a young quarterback is not necessarily a good thing. But anyways, the Bombers they played very very well. I'm absolutely. They did what they needed to do. They stepped on those guys right from the beginning and squashed them like a bug. Uh, so good on them. They they were full value. And uh, like I think CJ said, 10 points really kind of did flatter the um, Montreal Alouettes because it was all embarrassing. Drew Willie's average completion was less than seven yards. He completed 16 passes for 111 yards. I mean... That's not going to get it done in any league in the world. Sorry about that, Drew Willie, but it's a fact. So uh, good for well, Winnipeg. Considering his offensive and, line, I think he did fairly well. That, well. That's true. He didn't. Get, he, he had no help. I'll agree with that. He was not getting any help from his own line. But uh, anyways, um, good win for the Bombers, and uh, boy, that uh, that Alouette team is going nowhere fast. Yeah, I don't even think they're going there fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, you can describe things as like a dumpster fire, and that's pretty well a small contained little bit of thing. A train wreck. Train wreck's only as big as, a, you know, the amount of train train cars there are. This is like a yep. tire fire. At New Jersey, okay. tire fire with 12.5 million tires. Okay. <laughs> And it's going to burn for the next three and a half years. This could absolutely destroy the Montreal franchise. Okay? This is doing irreparable damage to the Montreal franchise right now. Okay? Yeah, the owner's got deep pockets. Yes, the owner has said, we're not doing anything with this team. We're keeping it. We're, we're taking care of it and everything else. That does not mean that the fans are going to support this team. If this team continues to get blown out and spanked the way that they they have the first two games, I mean, yeah, BC only doubled them up, uh, and then Winnipeg tromped on them. If this continues in the next game, in the next couple of games, it's not going to be pretty for the fans. They are not going to support this mess. And I don't care what happens. You, you can't just keep a franchise around because it's, it's your pet project. It's a toy. You know, you have to do something with it. And, you know, it, this goes back to years of Joe Mack in, in, in Winnipeg and, and, and shit, Murray Pesham in BC and well, all sorts of stupid things that have happened in, around this league where you've got – who puts Matt Dunnigan as a coach in Calgary? Like, who does this? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean – just because you've got a lot of money doesn't mean you've got a lot of brains, especially football brains, because Montreal right now is going, it, it's not going anywhere. It's not even going in the wrong direction. It's, it's, it hit bottom. If it goes any lower, the team could fold. 
We just got nine teams back. Are we going to lose one? I don't know. I I, I don't think we're going to lose this team, but you're not. You're going to lose the fans. And I just Montreal's got nothing to cheer about, man. Look at their foot, their hockey team, their football team, everything. Their soccer team even sucks. They're going to have a gay parade. No, I'm guessing nobody used the um, the fourth quarter tickets. You know, you see that where you could go in and watch the fourth quarter for ten bucks. I'm guessing uh, I thought, nobody. Yeah, I thought it was eight. Uh, whatever it was, it's yeah, it was overpriced for what they were getting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it it, it it's kind of weird. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, I have there. There's nothing good to say about this game. Yeah, Winnipeg absolutely spanked them, and they did it in a dominant fashion. But you can't be happy about a game that ends up fifty-six to ten. Okay, you can't. There's no. It's not good for the league. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for Winnipeg fans. I mean, who wants to watch a game like that? Sad as it is. Okay. First quarter. So Winnipeg got picked. 56 or 156 to 10. Charles, uh, I I went down the line here and I just I didn't actually do the numbers. You picked 17 to six. That's not even close, bro. Nope. Uh, William, you were 29 14. Mark was 23 11. Uh, Chris was 25 10, and CJ went 39 to 12. CJ wins this one in a landslide. Yay! My first pick of the year. First correct pick of the year. Yay. Yay. Drum roll. Okay. Sorry. Had to do that. Okay. Next up, we had the Hamilton Ticats going into Edmonton. Okay. Now, this is a, a an easy victory for the Edmonton Eskimos, right? Dominant team hosting their Grey Cup this year, doing everything they can to get into that big game for their fans. And uh, Hamilton has been what? anything but spectacular they're they're a mess over there they've got bizarre coaching staff they got a couple of really um not known not do much quarterback type of well not known everybody knows johnny manziel but uh, no experience not a lot of faith in in uh jeremiah mazzoli and what happens hamilton comes out and in dominant fashion Takes a game away from Edmonton. Nobody saw this coming. And I mean nobody. I know Will picked Hamilton. But he was just doing that to be a dick. He didn't really believe that Hamilton was going to beat Edmonton. He just did it because he doesn't like Edmonton. And I can accept that. And I understand that and all. But there was nowhere in his soul he thought Hamilton was going to beat Edmonton. But just because he couldn't pick Edmonton. And I understand that and respect that. So, yeah. William, 31, Ham- well, Hamilton victory. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, you, know, you know that I don't ever pick Edmonton regardless. Yeah. But I did think Hamilton played well against Calgary, and who I was most impressed with was Jason Mazzoli. And, you know, if you remember on our podcast on Wednesday, I said that Jason Mazzoli, all the pre- or Jeremiah Mazzoli, all the pressure is on him 
because they got Johnny Manziel that everybody's asking for. And yep. Jeremiah Mazzoli was great against Edmonton. He, he was. He was he was super, okay? And Chris Chris pointed this out last week on our podcast. There's not many guys in football that can run and throw the ball on the run and Jeremiah Mazzoli is the best I've ever seen at that. He's fantastic at it. And Hamilton just, I think Hamilton came out of Calgary and said, we should have beat those guys, and we didn't. And I think Edmonton probably took them a little light, but I think Edmonton's got uh, problems in their defensive backfield, to be honest with you. And uh, maybe, I mean, I noticed online this weekend, everybody's calling for Benny's head, okay? They say they need to make adjustments. So who knows? But uh, Hamilton well, they need looked a good. Secondary. No, yeah, Hamilton looked good. There's no doubt about it. They dominated that game, and Edmonton was just off that much to this this weekend. Hamilton's defense, you know, they kept Mike Riley in check, and that's really hard to do. So hey, and on the other hand, maybe maybe just like Saskatchewan, Edmonton was reading their headlines when they beat Winnipeg. So. Who knows? But you know what? The best team won on any given night, and it was Hamilton. So all all for it. And yes, I did pick him. So I look like a genius. Ha ha. Well, but we know the truth. So you know you don't get that status here. We just know that you picked okay. Hamilton because you can't pick Edmonton. Never, never. It's against my DNA. Okay, to pick Edmonton. I understand. I I, I've always thought they should put a they should put up a wall in the middle of Alberta so Edmonton people can't get to Calgary. So there you go. Just me. What yeah. can I say? No, no. I I understand and and completely agree with what you, you're saying and everything else. So you know, I have a problem with that. But uh, you know, kudos to you for picking Hamilton for whatever reason. You got the points on this week because nobody else did that. Everybody picked Edmonton to win. Some of us by a lot. So, um, uh-huh. and I mean, I did. I picked I picked Edmonton to win 42-18. Uh, yeah, I lost. Okay. Charles. Charles, I know. Say something wonderful about this. Well, uh, I can't say that this was um, – I expected this. I mean, I just thought Edmonton coming home and so on, uh, they come off the big win over Winnipeg uh, the week before. Hamilton was struggling. They they played okay the week before, but they still lost. I was not expecting Hamilton to go in and win, not just win, but really spank Edmonton right in their uh, in their own park. Um, uh, Edmonton Commonwealth Stadium has always been a uh, place that normally through the years had been a um, a tough team for uh, a tough place for uh, teams to win, but this one it was not. Uh, Hamilton really took over. Um, that secondary of the Edmonton Eskimos, I'm sorry, but it's dreadful. It really is. It's um, 
they're a team that um, just really struggles, and uh, they—I mean, Jeremiah Mazzoli was picking them apart one by one, and even Mike Riley. And typically, Mike Riley is a uh, uh, a top-notch quarterback, but I, he even seemed to struggle in this one. Uh, there was a one point where it was um, into the second second quarter, and he only had two completions. So. Um, yeah, it's one of those games that um, it's a head scratcher. It really is because uh, everything going into this game suggested that uh, Edmonton was going to win, but that secondary is going to be Edmonton's downfall this year. They're just having all sorts of problem uh, stopping them. So um, right now it's um, a little nerve-wracking, I think, probably for Eskimo fans. I would be nerve-wracking. I think it's a little too early to push the panic button on Mike Benavides, though. He is a good defensive coordinator, so I don't think it uh, makes sense to go after him. But uh, they got to tighten that secondary up. They really do. What secondary? Exactly. That's the problem. You can't tighten up something you don't have. This one, mm-hmm. like, this, this is on the shoulders of the GM. Okay, this is, you know, I don't want to say anything bad about Brock Sunderland, but he does not have the right personnel on that defense. He just doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He just, uh, they're getting lit up. This is the second week in a row that they've been kind of, um, you know, hit between the eyes, and uh, they got to start stopping people because they're not doing it right now. Yeah, it, it was terrible. I mean, they, even in their victory in week one over uh, Winnipeg, uh, I think we, we we both said that there was no, no secondary on either team at that point in time. Was, that, was no. that not a correct statement? Yes, it was. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have consistently showed us no secondary in two mm-hmm. games. And we said that even before the season started, is that their, their secondary is going to be questionable. And – we're not wrong. Okay. Nope. Any anything further to add there, Charles? No, I think that's about it. Thirty-eight to twenty-one. Wow. Does this? I. You know, Hamilton doesn't look that bad in their first in their first week loss to Calgary. As Will said, they played a good game. Mazzoli is is definitely. It should be silencing the the hordes that are calling for Manziel on the field by now by be, by this <laughs> almost used the word mollywop <laughs> the Edmonton Eskimos um, yeah so it's just like come on you as a Hamilton fan you got to be happy with the direction that their team is going as an Eastern Division team takes on and wins in the West is, is, is a good thing. It's a good showing. And, yeah, Mazzoli's starting to grow on me. I'm starting to like him a lot. In fact, uh, in the good first part of this game, I think one of the comments that I made on our, our group was, you know, because we had a uh, just before that on the preview, uh, one of the questions out there was, do we think Mazzoli is, is – now becoming a not the word wasn't an elite, but it was was it high end or top end or some type of quarterback, and we all didn't give him the credit. 
But halfway through this game, I said, you know what? I, I'm going to have to reconsider my position because he is showing us everything that he needs. Mm-hmm. He is. And Johnny Football may not see the field this year if he's sticking around in Hamilton. Well, not not if Mazzoli keeps this up. You know, I, I'm I'm happy with the situation over there. You know, I, I really didn't think Hamilton was going to be that good. They may end up being the second-place team over there behind the Red Blacks because the Argos are not looking so good right now. They didn't look uh, good in no. week one. They didn't look good in week two. So... Yeah, the only thing that's the only saving grace for Toronto right now, Montreal looks worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, final score was 38-21. As I said, Will's the only one that picked Hamilton, 27-21. It's not a bad score there, Will. You wrote by 11 points. You still might have got the victory even if we all picked Hamilton. So that's your second win this weekend. You got two out of three. Not bad there, buddy. Not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I now officially have more wins than I had last year. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you got one last week, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, okay. So I got three so far, so. Well, yeah, and there's still a, a game to come this week. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I don't care. Yep. Indeed. Doesn't really matter anyway. Okay, enough Benny Hill. I never liked that show. Never, never, ever did I like Benny Hill's show. Okay, our last and final game had the Calgary Stampeders traveling east into BMO Field in Toronto to play the Argonauts. And the Argonauts are the defending Grey Cup champions. This is a 2017 Grey Cup rematch. Should have been in week one. Don't know why the scheduler didn't do that. And it had a... uh, Oh, my God. Uh, It was a bit of a blowout. Uh, Calgary won this game. A bit of a blowout. I think it was like late in the game before... Toronto scored any points, wasn't it? Didn't they have like one point for three quarters? After three quarters, yep. they had one point. That is and, that is correct. And then they they got like a couple of field goals late in the game. And I mean, oh my God, you get you're not even punching the ball in the end zone, and you're not scoring until like late in the fourth quarter in absolute complete garbage time when you're down forty-one to one. And you still can't punch it in the end zone? Uh, or, or did they get it in the end zone and then they didn't get the convert? They, did. they, they got, they got, they got the a touchdown. They missed the convert. Yeah. But, but, oh, yeah, that's right. So they got six, six points Franklin and they missed the – for a touchdown. Right. So they missed the convert. Okay, so they did get a touchdown late in garbage time. Yep. Okay. Oh. Charles or uh, – I'm going to let Will do this. Will, it's your team. You're all happy. You go ahead and talk about your Calgary Stampeders and how wonderful well, Bo Levi Mitchell is. Finally, he, he had a, some, that completion percentage that was respectable, 20 for 22, 324 yards. That's still not that spectacular considering 
what's going on here. But four touchdowns count. They they, they did they did say that is the he is the third all time single game percentage leader. Or sorry, he's third overall all time in the CFL for one game from yeah. the other night. So you know. But you know what? I want to talk about a couple of things. Let's talk about how stupid Toronto is, okay? Number one, all week long I heard in Calgary that this game didn't mean anything to Calgary as far as the Grey Cup rematch go, and I call bullshit on that, okay? And then what do the Argonauts do? They have their ring presentation before that game, okay? You want to throw a little bit of gasoline on the fire, okay? Like... These guys were probably out for blood. Let's just poke the bear, okay? And Calgary, Calgary was pretty freaking spectacular. And I don't, I don't usually say that. Bo Levi was well. He was twenty of twenty-two, so obviously he was hitting guys. And uh, I heard a story this week that uh, that uh, we all saw that Bo Levi was a little off in his first game. And we all thought that it was Bo Levi, but according to Dave Dickinson, uh, his receivers were not were not running patterns as hard as they could. And I guess he had a come to Jesus meeting uh, last week about them doing that. And man, and the other thing that was really impressive about that game is Eric Rogers hasn't played football for two years, and he looks like he did when he left Calgary. He had two touchdowns, I do believe, and he had two touchdowns on uh, 131 yards. Yeah, 131 yards on five receptions. Okay, look yeah. out. Okay, um, and then going back to uh, to uh, Calgary and how they find players. What's his name? His name is Don Jackson. Nine carries, 123 yards. Come on! And then there was. Uh, that Williams guy who was also he played one game last year and he's he's been spectacular as well. And they don't seem to be missing Roy Finch, which is kind of amazing. So you know what? Overall this was a a hundred percent game for Calgary. I am even looking more and more forward to this Thursday's game against Ottawa because I think it'll be a barn burner to be honest with you. Because uh it should be pretty spectacular. Calgary was good. There's no doubt. There's nothing else I can say other than they were good. And I, I watched the game uh, actually this morning because I had obligations last night. So, um, and it was pretty impressive. And Ricky Ray didn't show a lot of anything, but he was running for his life most of the night. So, and I'm just gonna throw this out there. James Wilder Jr. Who? Okay, sorry. Ten carries, sixty yards. Wow. So, yeah, I can't say much more. I'm not going to gloat. It's one game, second game of the year. Doesn't really mean anything. But I do believe Calgary is in first place in the West. Are they not? I yep. believe that's a correct statement. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They're the, they're the only, like uh, only team in the CFL that has won two games. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Starting off well again, which I don't necessarily want to see. So, But, hey, what can you do? I mean, 
Bo seemed to be distributing the ball quite well, too, because he's got some big receivers, and it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting year everywhere when they play Calgary. So there you go. I'm not going to say any more than that. And Bo has become my number one favorite quarterback again, just so you know. He wasn't there for a couple of weeks. So, Well, he was played terrible in week one. Well, okay. Well, you can't just say okay because well, you just say you have to, yeah, you're correct there, but he's, he's really come back. He's do he really you are, good. You, you you are you are correct, but he does have two wins this year, so <clears throat> he's the winningest quarterback in the CFL right now. Did oh, I say that? Wow. Good lord. Yes, but he's anyway. not the only undefeated one. There's two others. Yeah, okay. And I and I think if, if B C moves up in the power ranking, I think you know what? I think B C should B C <laughs> should move up in the power rankings this week. If Ottawa moved last week and they didn't even play, I mean, hey. Well, I'm, I'm just I'm just dealing with Belton Johnson, uh, the the Riders' uh, ex player there, who's a media personality in in Regina right now, and he moved the BC Lions up from fourth place to second, and he didn't they didn't play. <laughs> I don't. And and, and, and honestly, I question the that. Out of me. And, and even and even you as a BC homer don't think that's right. So no, I mean, no. how do you move up when you don't play? Well, you didn't lose. Okay. No, still. Then stay where you are, but don't move up. Mm. Oh well. I can understand moving up if the team that was above you played absolutely atrocious and you move them down. But you cannot jump. There's no way you can jump two positions, and you can't jump from mid middle of the pack to damn near the top. You can't. Number two. <laughs> When you've only Delta. played one game, that one game was against Montreal. Yeah, uh, seriously, come on. I mean, I love my BC Lions, but it was Montreal. And and you know, no, no, I can't, I can't do it. I couldn't do it. You know, I put BC at, in fourth or fifth right now, maybe. You know, somewhere in there. And I'd be, I'd be very content with that. Second yep. place. Yeah, I'm all excited about. Belton thinking them that they're in second. I just know better. It ain't true. Yeah. And we'll see what happens when they play Edmonton because Edmonton is was a complete disaster this week and they weren't for the week before. So you know if if BC can't beat the Eskimos, what? Then, then no second place. Did it, it? Will did you read my comments on Belton's thing? Is that why you said this? No, I didn't read that. I haven't looked today. So. Oh okay. <laughs> Well, I I, I don't just, really I don't really pay attention to his power rankings because I don't think they're very good. So, well, I think they're funny though. His power rankings are all over the place. Yeah, yes, I know they they're funny though. Okay, so he, Belton put out his power rankings and he's got uh, Calgary in first. He's got BC second, Edmonton in third, Red Blacks four, Bombers five, Riders in six, Tie Cats, Argos, and Alf. Now, putting the Bombers. How does he put the Bombers in fifth? When Eskimos in three, third. I I don't get it. So here's what I said to him. Belton, you had the Riders in first place last week, and now you've got them in sixth. Rider fans are going to get whiplash. 
BC was in fourth, yeah. now they're in second, and they did not play. This one confuses me, even as a Lions fan. And and they're ahead of they're ahead of Winnipeg, and Winnipeg stomped on the Owls, and BC didn't. So, but uh, they also uh, BC's also undefeated. Winnipeg has a loss. Mm-hmm. To Edmonton, but they're undefeated because they didn't play. So yeah, it's you could you could argue about the power rankings forever, and oh, you're going to get a hundred different answers from a hundred different people. So yeah, it, it, no no doubt. But you know who's got power rankings out there that I find are totally hilarious? Todd. 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 Have you read his yeah. power link? He, his, his justification is terrible. Ottawa, he's put Ottawa on fourth team. This still can't show any sign. This team cannot, still cannot show any signs of consistency. They, were they on a played week one five. game. They played they one won. game. And they won. So I would think, and they I, I, so I would say they're consistently winners right now because they played one game and they won. Right? Oh and and he's, got, he's got Winnipeg in second place, in second in the power yeah. rankings. <laughs> Okay, uh-huh. they lost their first game to Edmonton, and they played Montreal. They beat Montreal. So what? Every team in the league is going to beat Montreal. Some of them abusively. So you know how do you you can't rank this like this? And then he's got Hamilton in third. I don't know. Ottawa's showing no consistency. Oh, BC. Ha- here, here, you're gonna. I'm gonna love this one. BC had a good showing in week one, but Jennings is still not a number one. I'm not sold on him. Total dark horse team. Jennings is, is still not, is not a starting quarterback in the CFL, yet he has the highest efficiency rating of any QB. You see, I, 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 do, I do agree with him that they are a dark, dork heart, dork, uh, a dork? dark horse. No, you're no they're a dark horse. They're a dark horse, and you have even said that too, because you said you don't know where they're going to end up this year. Okay? I don't know where they're going to end up this year. I know. I, right. I know. So, I have my belief of where they are. I think they're going to be a, a lot higher up than anybody but, thinks they're going to be. But I am pretty convinced that Jonathan Jennings is their starting quarterback and their number one quarterback. Okay, regardless of how he plays right now. So, but wow, yeah. But you got to understand something. I don't know how old Todd is. He's not that old. I'm sure he's even younger than Charles. I think he is. And, okay, he's never seen Winnipeg win a, win a great cup. So he's desperate, okay? I never – I didn't see Winnipeg win a great cup until I was in my 20s, so I could relate to Todd. Okay, so. Yeah, he may never have seen Winnipeg win a great cup. Right, he may not have. So, well, not out of diapers, anyhow. Well, the last Grey Cup they won, I was 26 years old, okay? Oh, my fucking God, really? Yes, I was 26. I that, moved to Calgary. Was, what, I moved to Calgary when I was, I moved to Calgary when I was 26, and they won, because I remember I didn't know anybody here. I sat in my, in my living room and watched the game and just went crazy because they beat Edmonton. And and that was the last time they won. I was twelve. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I 
it, it's almost like, why are you guys bothering with these power rankings? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Charles, jump all over this game. We'll have fun with it. Well, I'm sure he did because uh, the defending Grey Cup champions pulled an absolute no-show. And I know Ricky Ray went down with the injury, but they were pulling a no-show before that ever happened. This game was one-sided from the kickoff. Um, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, I mean, he was fa- he was good. He only missed on two passes. Not surprising. I don't think he really had any uh, competition to throw it against. Um, but this Toronto team right now, it's only two games, but they're my big disappointment for this season because I thought they were going to be really one of the top uh, teams in the CFL uh, coming off that Grey Cup, and this year they look like a joke, quite frankly. It's just embarrassing um, through this season, and, uh, so... We'll see what happens with Ricky Ray and his future going forward. I'm guessing um, um, he's going to be out at the very least for quite some time, but um, we'll see what happens. Um, if they have to go to James Franklin, Franklin looks like he might be about to get his uh, his chance at being a starter. We'll see how ready he is for it. Uh, they've still got some weapons. And I'm thinking back, like, Will brought him up a little bit at the end to the to the whole James Wilder, oh, you're not paying me enough, uh, I want to go to the NFL, blah, 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 blah. What has he done through first two games? Zero. So he went through that whole dog and pony show, ending up getting more money, and then this is what happens. He disappears. Great job. Um, Can Toronto go get their money back? I guess probably not, but... Uh, right now, Toronto looks like a mess at the moment, so they better uh, figure it out fast. They they look like Montreal in this one. They really did. So they've got to uh, get this thing turned, the ship turned around, or uh, we're going to see Ottawa and Hamilton up in the top of the division walking away. So, well, I think we will anyhow. I saw. They're probably going to anyways. Yep. Just adding, just adding to your James Wilder thing. He is the, he is. He is number nine in rushing right now in the CFL. Okay. Number nine. Number nine. Well, I was okay. going to mention the other guy. I and I forgot to mention this. The other guy who impressed me a lot in the Hamilton game was Mercer Timmons. He's a Canadian running yes. back from Calgary. Yes. And oh yeah. He was quite good. He was quite good. Yeah. No, so, he impressed me as well. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. Yes. Um, so I was going to say, uh, Wilder's in ninth place in in a nine-team league, and I was just going to say so. Um, but Montreal doesn't even have one in the top twenty. Seriously, Montreal. Does, oh no, sorry, they do. Terrell Sutton is number five, fifth place. Wow. So even Montreal That's has a better running back. The, the, that's probably the highest that Montreal is in any in any statistic in the league this year. William Powell, 
William Powell has more rushing yards than James Wilder, and Powell only played one game. Wilder's played two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Powell's got 94 yards, and Wilder's got 76 in two games. Not a good stat. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he would have done well if he had gone to the NFL. Oh, yeah. 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 I can just see the people that the NFL teams lining up for him next year. Yeah. It's going to ha- it's going to happen. Sure. Sure. Okay. So that's the review of the Calgary Toronto game. I got not much to say about that. How can you say something about it? Um the final score was 41 to 7. Uh Charles 27-24. You picked a real close game. Well, 47-14, yeah. that was pretty close. Mark was 24-20. Chris had 35-25. And CJ had 28-26. I picked a really close game. Well, you get another one. So that's three today, one last week. You're now four. You are leading the panel. And, and not might I, might I, my My wife heard me screaming at the television this morning when I was watching the Stampeder game because um, this they, morning? Were, they were, yes, I watched it this morning because I was busy last night. Okay. Um, but uh, Calgary was on Toronto's two-yard line at the end of the game, and Dave Dickinson decided not to run up the score. So it would have been 48 or 47-something. So... Take a knee. Which was kind of, yeah, whatever. It's okay. I still won. So, four wins. I, I, That's more you know wins what? than I had all last year. If if if, uh, if a team is mad at you for running up the score and they're on the two-yard line and take a knee, I think that is far more insulting. Could be, yep. Yeah, I, I could see that, actually. I, I, I would take that personally. Mhm. And you know what? The funniest thing is yesterday in the game, and I, I, you don't see Dave Dickinson do this very often, but he can't be confident in his backup quarterbacks. Is that Levi didn't play the fourth quarter? He didn't. Yeah, so, which was I was surprised when I saw that because they never take him out often at all. No, he doesn't. They never take him out. Nope. But they actually they they also took Alex Singleton out as well. So yeah, I don't I don't I think this had anything to do with um, not having confidence in your backup quarterback. I think this is more in Dave Dickinson saying, "I don't give a shit what your opinion is, Bo. You're going to sit on the yeah, bench because maybe. I'm not going to lose my quarterback." Could be. Yeah. There's three down in this league right now. Especially after seeing what happened to Ricky Ray, you know. Winnipeg, and, I mean, Toronto, the other thing, and Saskatchewan have lost their quarterback. The other thing we didn't talk about last week because it was probably a minor note, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's not that minor. Calgary cut uh, Ricky Stanzi last week, who was their third-string quarterback last year. So they've got Bo and they got two uh, other guys that we've never heard of. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's the end. Of, that's the wrap up of the four of the four games this week. 
Uh, thanks very much, guys, for your input on that, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. Okay, let's move on to segment five. And uh, speaking of a scary moment in Saturday's game, as quarterback Ricky Ray was carted off the field after a hard hit, he was taken to, to hospital for precautionary reasons. With this incident, is it time for Ricky Ray to hang up his cleats? No. No, I don't think he should hang up his cleats after this. He should have done it in the off season. His <clears throat> his belief that he could come back and play some more football means that he actually has to do it. So he needs to come in and play football. I will guarantee you his wife was giving him shit today. Okay? Like, there's no way that she wanted him to play football, and he kind of said, I'm playing one more year, and she's now, see, I told you, I told you, I told you, you're just going to get hurt. You can you, you can see that happening in the Ray household, can you not? It's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ricky Ray, uh, great quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. He will be in the Hall, no doubt about it, first ballot. One of the greatest surgeons that's played this game. No, at a certain point in time, Ricky, you've got to say enough. And uh, that was in this offseason. And the way Toronto's got to play in, play in this year, man, this is going to be a long year, and it's going to be a regretful year for you. You should have quit while you're ahead. But he can't bail on his team right now. There's no way. Uh, you, you, can't bail, you can't retire halfway through the season. It's, just, it's not right. Just because... You, you're, you, you're fearful. He seems to be okay. He seems to have recovered nicely. There's no, no lasting effects to this, so he should be good to play next week. Uh, hang up his cleats now? No. Shouldn't be back next year, that's for sure. Charles, your question. Go ahead. Answer it. I, I'm going to disagree. I think he should hang him up. I mean, I agree with you that he should have – uh, retired after last season. Uh, there was no reason for him to come back. He go, he had just won the Grey Cup. Uh, go out as a champion. What better way to go out? Um, the Argos went out. They got James Franklin. They were wanted to. I think wanted to go ahead with them as uh, it was him as their guy. I just didn't see a, a point to him uh, coming back. Uh, uh, he's been I, a great player throughout the year, but. Uh, and for precisely I, I, this reason, that something like this could happen is a reason for this not to come back. I can give you four hundred and fifty thousand reasons why he came okay. back. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Now that that's probably uh, had a large reason to do. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollars is really going to help his retirement fund. Of co- of course it is. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But at the same time, at this point now. Uh, he's had a serious injury. Fortunately, at this point, it looks like he's going to be okay. Um, but quite frankly, uh, is I don't know if after this, he's going to do all that good coming back. After getting his bell rung like this in his last season, is he going to become gun-shy? Uh, he got lucky. This This injury he suffered could have been much, much worse. Uh, yeah. He was. Uh, it looks like he's going to be okay, but I'm just wondering if now going forward, if he's going to have issues, um, 
if it's always going to be there in the back of his head. So how, how, to be how honest, many times I, has Ricky been? How many times has Ricky Ray been hurt? Yeah, no, and, and that's a fair comment. I've never um, seen him gun shot. I don't disagree with that. No, it's true, yeah. but a lot of times though it's a knee or something like this. I don't know if he's had uh, quite a uh, a dangerous hit like this and a dangerous. It doesn't look like he's even got a concussion. He he passed the concussion protocol, so uh, I don't know. He'll probably will come back. Oh yeah, he's gonna to be, he's yeah. gonna come back. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But to be honest, I would have no problem if he decided, you know what, I'm done. I've had enough. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we will see him uh, back uh, with the Argos probably sooner rather than later. Well, I wouldn't hold it against him if he retired right now. I just don't think it's the time to do it. You cannot bail on your team in the middle of a season. It's, It's not right. And, and it, it's not honorable. And, you know, all of those things are, are real and everything else. And, yes, he has to look after – he has to think about his future. He has to look after his retirement. He has to look after all of these things. Those are questions and those answers that he should have looked at in the off season. Those are not things that you look at in the middle of a season. And, yeah, we're only in week two. But th- his team is relying on him right now. And you cannot – we we talk about the 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 brotherhood, the camaraderie, the the the, the thing about this team that that does mean things to these football players. And to let his brotherhood down like that right now is not going to is not going to fly with him. He's not going to retire. No, no, I agree with that. Should he? Oh hell yeah! I think he should. He I just don't think he would. He should have months won't. ago. Should have months ago. No, he won't. No, he won't. He won't. Definitely won't. Will, what are your thoughts on Ricky Ray? Well, you know what? You know what? Would we be talking this way if that was a 27 or a 28-year-old guy who got hurt? I mean. But we're not. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Ricky Ray, I mean, you know, he's not as fleet of foot as he used to be, but he's never been fleet of foot, okay? Of course he's not. So, I mean, he got, he got, a, he obviously jammed his neck. That's what I could tell from that, 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 that collision. And should he retire? You know what? How many of us think, you know, I, some days I wake up, man, and I think I'm 25 years old again, Okay. And I'm sure yes, when you're a football player, you probably you we probably think the same way, okay? And should he retire? Of course, he shouldn't retire. Um, you know what? Football is a collision sport. Guys get hurt. It could have been anybody who got hurt, okay? Really, it could have been anybody. Okay? Does it make a difference that he's 38 or 39 years old? Absolutely, it does. But should he retire? He's not going to retire. There's no doubt in my mind that he's not going to retire. He's going to come back for sure. And uh, hey, you know what? I I wasn't. Uh, I'm sorry, I wasn't overly impressed with James Franklin last night either. But I mean, I think uh, they had other things on their mind in the latter part of that game. You know, you can't go back to yeah. normal after something like that happens. The thing that I was impressed about most, and people will tell you that the CFL is a is a brotherhood. You can see guys on both teams yet last night were both 
were both were they were all visibly shaken at what was going on okay because you know it's a brotherhood and it's uh you know you may hate each other on the field but when something like that happens the hate goes out the door so you know and i mean even jagarrett davis who who had the hit on him he didn't look he didn't look happy with himself so, no, he looked pretty shaken. But you can't blame him yeah. for that. It was a football play. No, of course not. Yeah, absolutely. Not blaming him, but he looked pretty yeah, shaken no, because, no. you know, it, you know, you it, you go into the game dirty, with a mi- dirty hit. No, not at all. You go into the game with a mindset that you're going to kill the quarterback, not literally, but you're going to kill the quarterback. And then when something like that happens, you think to yourself, "Wow, you know, that's that's pretty serious." So, but yeah, it's too bad it happened, but it happened. And it could have happened to anybody, really. Yeah. But no, he shouldn't retire. He should retire at the end of this season, absolutely. But he shouldn't retire now. No, you can't do it mid-season. No. Yeah. Okay, moving on to something really important. No, that's just a joke. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos have signed receiver Sam Gagier. Gagier? How do you say that? Jagger. 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 Leading to many people asking, can he play defense? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all the bastards are out now because Edmonton lost. Uh, Come on, really? Do we have another Deron Carter here? No. Yeah, he needs to play defensive back. Yes, Edmonton needs some defensive backs. Can he play defense? I don't know. I, well, Charles, did you make this up, or was this an actual article? Yes, I made, it, I made this up. Oh, okay. I made up the okay. whole can he play defense part. Okay. I was just wondering if somebody I, out there was actually asking that, or is that just you? No, I made that up as, as a... a uh, an attempt to be funny, but uh, it's hilarious. Okay, it's absolutely hilarious. I read that, I laughed, and literally laughed out loud. Okay, no, it's a it's a good one. I liked it. Can he play defensive back? Now, well, are you saying that because Edmonton has no defensive backs? Are you saying that because well, receivers and, turning <laughs> defensive backs is kind of hilarious, like Duran Carter? Well, that's or, funny too, but. From what I can see, the uh, the uh, the Edmonton Eskimos do not really have an issue at defense, or excuse me, at receiver. The, but and their main issue, very clearly, is defensive back. But yet they go out and they re-sign a, and they go out and they sign a receiver. Well, I'm thinking they should be out looking for defensive back. I think they're fine at receiver. If you look at the receiving core they got with Darrell Walker and. Uh, What's his name? Duke Williams, or or I think that's his last name, and a few others. To me, they seem pretty deep at receiver already. So they go out and sign Sam Jaguer as a receiver, but really their need is on defense, and in particularly in that secondary. So uh, I just said it kind of as funny because right now um, it just seemed uh, strange to me that they're going out to sign a a defensive player when they, or uh, a receiver when they badly need some help in that secondary. Oh, agreed. No, nobody's going to disagree with you there. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
William, what are your thoughts on Edmonton hiring a, a receiver instead of some D-backs? Sam don't Kajir. care. Don't oh, oh, care. Really? You don't no, care what happens in, in Edmonton? Here, got to do it. There's, there's the will. I don't care, Bill. I, I still, to this day, to this day, I still don't understand why anybody would sign in Edmonton. Sorry, just just saying, man. I I, I think I, this year I've decided I'm gonna let my hate out more and more and more every show for Edmonton. Okay, don't like them, don't like the city, don't like anything about them. I wish they would be 0 and 18 at the end of the year. So I they have can't to be. They've won. They've got a victory over Winnipeg. I know. So I one know. and seventeen is the best they could do right now for you. I, I'm I'm good with that. As a matter of fact, on another website, I I mentioned that uh, the best weekends in my life in the summertime are when Edmonton and Saskatchewan lose on the same weekend. I mean, you gotta love those weekends. Okay, you can't really top it. So there you go. No, Sam Shagir. And now, did he he played for Montreal last year? Did he not, Charles? Who did he play for? Shagir Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting concept that he wouldn't Sam Shagir. I'm thinking the guy's French. I'm surprised he wouldn't try and sign back with Montreal. But I guess he can see the. He can see the dumpster fire from all the way wherever he's at. So there you go. Maybe this is a guy that Montreal didn't want, and that's saying a lot. And then uh, yeah, but he, he he's he's a he's a decent player. I mean, I've always liked him. He's not a. I've never noticed him as a full time player, but he's a decent player. He's Canadian, is he not? Yes, he is Canadian. So mm-hmm. he is. Maybe their Canadian content ain't that great. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Charles, we're going to yep. move on from this because there's really nothing to say about Sam. Uh, did you notice that um, uh, Mikhail Brooks just signed with the Riders? BC I did releases sign that him just shortly ago. Yes. BC releases him so that he can go down to the NFL. Releases him out of a contract early. BC mm-hmm. gets shit from the league for doing it, and then. Uh, and then he turns around and signs with the Riders. Is this because BC has no room for him, or did he just go and be so. a dick? Yeah. No, I think they got no room for him. I think they're, they're like who they got up front right now. And uh, quite frankly, I thought he took a step back last year. Uh, he wasn't as good as he was the year before. So I think that they're, they're more interested. I mean, you got to think of it too. BC didn't really were all that interested in bringing Adam Big Hill back. So, um, you know, is that surprising if they didn't want um, Mikhail Brooks? Yeah. Well. Okay. So I'm a little kind of. kind of annoyed that Big Hill didn't come back, but whatever. I'm annoyed at Big Hill, and I'm annoyed that we didn't get Mikhail Brooks, but. That's, well, you know. He was one of the hottest defensive tackles in the in the league two years ago. Yep. And he did earn himself a, a, a route down to the NFL, and uh, mm-hmm. he should have come back to BC, especially since BC let him out of his contract early. True. 
I don't disagree with that, but he's going to play with the Riders. Good luck to him. Yeah, exactly. They don't have. They may have a quarterback. We don't know yet. We haven't heard anything about him. Yeah, exactly. He's on your defense. Look at that. Okay, so if I went over here, who is this? Zach Caleros, right? What? Let's see what they have to say. No, I, there's no update at all on Caleros anywhere. Mm-hmm. Kind of disappointing. I've heard nothing. Not for three days. That's the last time I see an article three days ago. Okay, so moving on to our next segment here. It is the Argos home opening opening attendance was over 16,000 in their new 18,000 configuration. Despite the result on the field, is this franchise trending in the right direction under MLSE? I don't know if we should go down this road. I don't okay. like going down this road only because it can't look good for Toronto and or their fans. The fans that they have are as hardcore as they come. And I would be taking anything away from them for what's going on. Um, yeah. They announced almost a sellout, but almost a sellout. It's not 2000, less than 18. 18 is not a sellout in any ball game any ballpark, you know, if they were in the 24 to 26,000 seat range, then I would say, yes, we have a sellout, but no. I don't know. We'll say this. The crowd that they got to 16,000 was bigger than any regular season crowd they got last year. The only one that was bigger last year was the playoff game against Saskatchewan. So, yeah. At the very least, it's at least going in the right direction. They're obviously not there yet, but it's at least going upwards as opposed to going in the opposite direction. Yeah. But 41 to 7 is not going to help. No, that's not going to help at all. No. They, they need to put a product on the field. And I don't care what you do in marketing. If you do not have a product on the field, you're not going to get fans in the seat. Not in the CFL. Right. Yeah, the Toronto Maple Leafs can lose since 1967. But these guys aren't the Maple Leafs. This isn't hockey in Canada. This is football. And you have to put a product on the field. And you would think, you would think that after winning a Grey Cup, they would have more than 16,000 people in their home opener. You would think, yeah. You would think. And I'm I'm really disappointed at 16,000. But, William, you have something to say on this topic? Well, you know what? In general, um, I don't understand why every CFL team doesn't sell out every game, okay? Why wouldn't you go to football? I, I just... I I don't get it. 
I don't get it. I think there should be a waiting list for football tickets everywhere. But Toronto is Toronto. There's got lots of competition. But you know what? 16,000 people for them is pretty good. But it's going to go backwards if they keep on losing. I guarantee you. I agree. Not not, not much difference between them and Montreal. Especially if they keep being beaten 41-7 to or whatever it was. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I if you think, I, I, I just, I just don't get why people don't like CFL football or why they don't go. I'm always disappointed. Calgary crowds. I mean, my God, Calgary's had a winning team for ten freaking years, and I don't understand why they don't sell out. But, and tickets are not that expensive. I mean, come on. I don't get it. Even if you don't like football in the summertime. And I'm going to get in trouble for saying this in the summertime. You can sit in the stands in the sun and watch girls or women, okay? I mean, yeah. you know, or, or drink beer or do something. I don't care what you do. Just put your ass in the seats. Okay, so but that's just me. I guess I don't have a life. No, <laughs> I don't think it's just you. I think that, you know, this is a bang for your buck, value for your dollar. There isn't a better sporting event in Canada than the CFL. It is. I agree. I had the best seats at BC Place last year, and they were $40, $45 a game. It was up in a booth. I mean, you cannot get that anywhere else. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that these aren't selling out. The the quality of product is spectacular. The games are exciting. It's 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 football, man. It's damn it. Well, no, and it's funny because I, I talk to lots of guys, lots of guys who work for my company. All they talk about the, is the NFL. And man, I can turn an NFL game on and a CFL game, and I'm sorry, the product for the in the CFL is better. Just my opinion, but it's better. It's faster. It's everything. It's not boring. And but they're all stuck on the overhyped NFL. It drives me insane. But they also don't know football, so Yeah. They can't. Nobody can sit there and watch an NFL game and a CFL game and say that oh they they don't know anything about football. I watched NFL games. I can't watch NFL games. They bore me to death. Okay. Anyways. 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 Former CFLer Tanner Marsh wrote an editorial on Last Word on Sports discussing the rash of former NFL stars coming to the CFL. Do the positives of such signings outweigh the negatives? Okay. Um, I got a question here for you on this one, both of you guys. What are the negatives? What's the negative of of Johnny Manziel coming to the CFL? A lot of people are saying negative because they, you know, he comes in, he takes, uh, well, he comes in and he's getting all the hype and stuff like that. And people are saying, well, he's, he's just using it as a stepping stone to the NFL 
and he gets overhyped by the media and this and this and that. I'm not saying that myself, but I know a lot of people have made arguments like that. Well, I honestly don't believe that a single American football player coming north into Canada is not using this or attempting to use this as a stepping stone into the NFL. Well, I agree. Okay. So we cannot fault Johnny Manziel Zeal, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because every American, no American grows up dreaming to play in the CFL. No. They grow up dreaming to play in the NFL. And that's where their heart is. And regardless of how much, how strong a bond they are with your team and your community, like Adam Big Hill in BC, he still had the desire to go try the NFL because a, that's his dream. B it's, it, it's increased wages and he has to be responsible to his family. So we cannot fault anybody for wanting to play in the NFL coming to Canada and use it as a stepping stone. So that's not really a negative to these former NFL stars. Now to call Johnny Manziel a former NFL star is ridiculous because he's never been a star in the NFL. He was a star in college, but are we talking about Terrell Owens right now? Well, I think that's that's probably some people are saying that too as well. Okay. What's the negative to Terrell Owens coming to the CFL? There's no downside. He's going to bring fabulous press from the, from the States. We're going to get ton of new um, viewers People are going to say, what the hell is this game we're watching? It's awesome. And we're going to create fans down in the States. Okay? Now, Terrell Owens at 44 years old is still running 4-3, which is faster than most receivers in the CFL at 24. So he has the ability to turn it on. We know he's a competent receiver. Can he come up and play the Canadian game is the big key question he could come up here and fall flat on his face like chad ochocinco johnson did okay Mm -hmm. we we don't know what terrell's going to do he might come here and absolutely light up the cfl and good for him will that be a negative no that's not going to be a negative it's going to be a positive for the cfl and if former nfl stars coming up here or big name u.s football players using Manziel coming up here is absolutely nothing but a positive. Okay. Now on the downside of it, I'm not going to say a negative, but on the downside, it's ad nauseum. It's it's absolutely annoying to us as true CFL fans to go through the circus that Manziel put us through. Okay. Arguing over money, saying how wonderful he is coach telling everybody he's going to light up this league. He's going to be the best CFL quarterback ever. We all know better. We've all watched this happen time and time and time again. It does not happen. I cannot think of the last NFL former star that came up here and lit up the CFL. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't remember it. You can't call Doug Flutie a former NFL star that came to Canada. He can't, he was, yes, he played in the NFL, but he came up here, made his name, and went back down there. Okay? 
Joe Theismann mm-hmm. did the same thing. Warren Moon did the same thing. Granted, yeah, they used this league as a stepping stone to get themselves a better life. A positive for everybody. But I don't know of a Terrell Owens or a Chad Johnson or a former star in the NFL that actually came up here and did something. Don't know. I can't think of one. Of you? No, there has I know been of. One. No, there hasn't been one. No. So it, it, it's not a it's not a negative, but it's annoying. It's annoying that that the disrespect that the CFL is being showed by these people, and Terrell Owens isn't disrespecting the CFL at all. Okay, not at all. I mean, Edmonton wants him up here. The fans would want him up here. The fans in America would want him up here. Everything about it. He's not disrespecting the league. But Johnny Manziel coming in and saying, well, I demand starting wages. I need I, I need to be the highest paid QB in the CFL. Mm-hmm. You haven't played a down of football in this league, and you're demanding the highest wage ever? Forget it, dude. It's not going to happen. And and his contract is re- really reasonable. He's like making like $125,000 a year. And he's not going to make any more if he doesn't see the field. So I'm okay with his salary. And I'm also okay with the press that he's, we're getting down in the States. I, it, it, I, if I was uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli... I'd be a little pissed off that the reporters are, are running to the guy that's holding the clipboard after the game for, for interviews. But hey, at the end of the day, who was it that was on the field? Who was it that's making the extra money? Mazzoli can't be that. He can't nose can't be that far out of joint. That's just an ego thing, man. William, what's your thoughts on this one? Did you read the Tanner Marsh article? No. Okay. Do you believe that the rash of former NFL stars coming to Canada is is positive or are these are there negatives? You heard my opinion. Well, I you know what? I'm not. Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulty. Just a minute. Um, Charles. I don't. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah we, we can, can hear, hear you now. all along. Yep. Okay. Well, was, um, you know what? I, I'm all for anything that gives the CFL publicity. And if, if, uh, if uh, you know, Ralph the dog wants to come to the CFL and play, by all means, go ahead if it gives us free publicity. But you know what? It's kind of cool that when they come up here and they don't they don't dominate the league because the league is professional football. And I think they come up here with the mindset that they're going to dominate. They're going to they're going to think that at 44 years old you can be it you can be a superstar in the CFL, but you can't be. I'm sorry, and I can't think of one NFL star that has ever come to the CFL and done it. So, you know what? Come ahead. I'm all all about free publicity, but I think it's a slap in the face to the CFL sometimes. 
and the athletes we have. So it's too bad. It's too bad we couldn't expand this league by 20 teams and mark the crap out of it and see where it would go with this brand of football because it's a good brand of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, we're all huge CFL fans. There's no doubt there. And if, yep. if we didn't believe that that was a true statement, we wouldn't be doing a two-hour podcast twice a week. Well, we have nothing better to do. That's why we do that. So I have tons Anyways. of stuff to do right now. I could be mm-hmm. doing all sorts of tons of stuff. And you know what? I chose to play talk football because this is where my passion is. Yeah, but not fun like this, okay? so I, I mean, got a house full of people upstairs that are up there drinking and talking and yelling and having fun, okay? I'm down here yeah, but, in my little dark room with a glass of water. Yeah, but because you I get to talk anyway, football. So that doesn't matter, okay? But I can be so, social. Yeah, I know. Me too. No, I can't. Me too. I hate people. <laughs> it's not the point. Well, no, I'm sorry. So, so, so what you're telling me is you're the guy. <laughs> you're the guy. I saw this on, where did I see this? I saw this on Facebook today. You're the guy who, oh, there we go, here it is. You're the guy, you're the one friend where you need to say, be nice before introducing them to anybody. Is that right? Is that what you say? I don't have a friend. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm the same way, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't have any friends. Well, that's not. Charles is my friend, and Will's my friend, but I've never met Will. Charles, we're far. I'm far away. <laughs> yep, you are now. Okay. So, what are we doing? We're finished with this Tanner Marsh article. Or Charles, did you talk about this one? No, you go ahead. Uh, a little. A little. I did a little bit. Uh, I, one of the things I don't like is when these big name or they think they're big name comes into the CFL. Um, I don't, well, first of all, I don't like the idiots that go up there, oh, this guy's going to dominate, this guy never happens. They always say that, and it always, uh, nothing ever happens. I also don't like uh, that they get so much more uh, publicity over some of the other players that have been in this league for a long time. All of a sudden, it's all about Johnny Manziel, it's all about Johnny Manziel, blah, 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 blah. And guys like that, I I get annoyed with that because, quite frankly, I don't think it's right. Um, especially when the guy's never played in the league before, and yet he's getting all of this publicity and so on. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, um, yeah, I I do get the positive though when you get uh, guys coming out. Uh, you're getting more and more exposure down south, and uh, more and more people tuning into the games. Uh, I think that's definitely a positive because you get to see these. The more you get uh, more exposure, the more people that like the CFL, the better condition the league will be in. So I can see arguments from both sides, but ultimately I do think that the the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. So if if Terrell Owens comes up and plays, because Edmonton put him on the negotiations list, if Terrell Owens comes up here and he lights it up, and he does a, an awesome job for the Edmonton Eskimos, and we're all happy about this and everything else. 
That's a good thing, right? Well, sure it is. Okay, now Terrell Owens comes up here and absolutely stinks, right? Which we're kind of expecting. Is that a bad thing? Not really. That could also... That could also be seen as a positive because Terrell Owens is an NFL Hall of Famer and an all-star, but yet he came to the CFL and couldn't cut it. So that shows that the quality of our league is better than a lot of people would say. Correct. Where's the the downside? I guess there really isn't one. And the other thing is uh, Milt Siegel has already said that if Terrell Owens plays in the CFL, he'll come out of retirement. So, yeah, he's going to dump off his that. uniform. Absolutely. <laughs> he looks like he can still play. Yeah. No doubt about it. So. Well, Terrell turned to 4.43 the other day, and I, I saw it. Where did you see that? Uh, it's uh, on a video. It was actually on the, on the Lex Talk page, if you want to go back and find it. Was, it, was, he, was he wearing any football pads at all? No, no, they, no, no football player runs the 440 in in football uniform. Yeah, they're, you don't they're, run them in pads. Yeah, you can't do that in pads. Well, I think the other night uh, Mel Siegel ran a five nine or something like that in a suit. So, I guess it's the same thing, right? And I don't think he was trying hard. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, but they can they stand the abuse and and that's the that's the key to the whole thing. But hey, whatever. I mean, if you look at a guy like Terrell Owens, the guy is a specimen. There's no doubt about it. Okay, so maybe he could play at 44. You know, George Foreman fought at 50. So hey. yeah, I I'm, I'm not having know. a problem with him coming back and giving it a try. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see it. I'd love him, him to come up here, play this game, and get on national TV in America and say, this yeah. league is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. This is not a piece of cake. These guys play quality football. Is he the type be, of guy that would, would do that? I doubt it. But it would be the first news story on every radio talk show in the U.S. of A., I guarantee you. Mm. It probably would be. We saw the reaction when Johnny Manziel signed in Hamilton. It was all <laughs> yep. over every U.S. media. Yep. Yep. And Johnny Manziel's a never has been. That's correct. Terrell Owens was a superstar. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. So yeah, no this this would be a major major coup for the CFL, major coup. And once again, we know that uh, Edmonton needs uh, receivers, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can play defensive back. That's right. Maybe that's what they're going to put Terrell Owens in defensive back. He could be like Deron Carter. Oh, Deron Carter is he a defensive back? No, he's not. Not from what I saw. Yeah. Don't know. No. Speaking of scary, scary, scary. You know, we only have one story here left, and it's one that I don't want to talk about. 
Theron Carter played strictly defense in the Riders. Who'd they play? Forgot about that. They played Hamilton. No, to Ottawa. To uh, Ottawa. Ottawa. Well, you, you had T.O. here, and I couldn't figure out whether that was two or Toronto or what. And anyhow, and despite his pick six, his overall numbers were less than impressive. Should the Riders move him back to the offensive side of the ball? Well, what was it? They they threw to him like six times. He got caught five. Uh, they they got a court, they got a touchdown, and he got an interception, and he got a pick six. So he also got. He also got two pass interference penalties. He's also got two pass interference penalties, one of them on the one-yard line in the end zone, So, which turned into also, a touchdown. Also, uh, on the running, on a running play, he missed a tackle for the guy to get to the end zone. He should have got the tackle, too. So. so, basically, you're saying Ottawa got three touchdowns directly because of Dron Carter. Maybe two. Well, they got the pass interference call. He missed the tackle on a running play, and he and he yep. blew his reception for a touchdown. So that's three. You see, you see I think Saskatchewan has too many good receivers. That's why he's playing a quarterback. So if he can't play quarterback, I think they should cut him. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, but not going to happen. It would be a better league without I'm sorry. It would make better news. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Should he play defense anymore, or should he play on the offensive side of the ball? Well, the offensive side of the ball, he catches the ball, and he makes plays. If he doesn't catch the ball, he doesn't catch the ball. No big deal. That's kind of what happens, right? That's why there's not 100% completion ratios by quarterbacks. Um, but you blow defense. You blow everything. Your team loses. I mean, not that 21 points would have made a difference in this game. That would have been 38. You see, I, I think we're being too hard on them. I mean... Give him some time to learn how to play feedback, which I don't know if he will try and learn because he thinks he's great already. Yep. And I know, and I know he sure was slapping his lips at uh, who's the receiver for Ottawa. Like it was a non-verbal, oh, non-stop verbal assault, and then yep. Deontay Spencer, then Deontay Spencer beat him for a touchdown, which I just love. Yeah. So, you know. So, I don't know. I, it, it, it's hard to say. So, Charles, what do you got to say about Deron Carter? Should he play defense anymore? Go back to playing receiver and stop trying to do everything. Uh, it's fine to use him as spot, in spot duty if you have a guy go down during a game and you you need somebody, that's one thing. To put him in as your starting defensive back when for the most part of his entire career he had played receiver, it just doesn't make any sense. That's stupid that's stupid logic. It does, I don't know why you would why you would do that. 
put in a guy that's been playing defensive back the whole time. Don't put in, don't just put in a receiver and say, oh, well, you're a great receiver. Here, you can play defensive back. It doesn't work like that. And I know Deron Carter thinks he can do everything, but that doesn't mean he can do everything. There are some players so out there to, that can do that. Quarterback and a receiver. Sure there is, but I don't think he's one of them. He's not one of them. He, he didn't remind me. He didn't remind me of Deion Sanders at all. Okay, so uh, nope. So, you know, I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't know why they're messing with him like this. I, I guess, I guess they're so heavy in receivers. They think they can afford not to have him as a receiver. And granted, he did play the other night because their starting cornerback was out with an injury. So. You know, but was he impressive? No, he wasn't impressive. So, I don't know. Is this just way of making uh, sound bites or news articles in in Regina because the fans are so desperate for them and they got really got nothing else positive happening? I guess. Because, I mean, I, I, being the the a-hole I am, as soon as that game was over the other night, I went online to try and cause some shit. And... I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I decided to troll that night. And the responses I got, because I basically said everything he did, and all those fans could say, well, yeah, but he got a pick six. Yeah, well. Yeah, that's that's what the Saskatchewan fans say. He's got a pick six. Like, So let's look at that one play and forget everything else. Because that Absolutely. makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, you think about it, that's two pick sixes he's got in two games as a defensive back. We're not going to talk about the game that he got his other pick six and didn't mean anything, but we're not going to go down that road right now. So, I mean, ah, it's just it's just more talk. And, I mean, it does keep the CFL in the limelight, so there you go. But, you know, just talking to the, the good Saskatchewan fans weren't online that night because they know what it was all about, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Nothing more on Deron Carter. We still got six nope. minutes left in this show. And Zach Caleros was taken out of the game the other night. We haven't heard how he's doing. What does this do for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders moving forward if Zach cannot play football? We know that Brandon Bridge is not a starting quarterback in the CFL. If he was, he would be, because he's been trying for three years. And, yeah, there's people out there who say that, oh, well, we haven't given him enough chances or whatever else. I don't really care. He's just not that. that good. Okay? So what does this mean for the riders? I mean, seriously, is it, is this – I mean, yeah, they won their first game. They lost their second in a dominant fashion. What's going to happen next week? Who are they playing next week, by the way? Uh, next week. I'll Not, just pull it up here. I, I got it up here. Here, Saskatchewan is playing Montreal. Okay, so they got a victory next week. Well, yep. Boy, good luck for them. Was. If they don't have one, they're in bigger trouble than Montreal is in. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah Seriously. The end of the yeah next Saturday. Next Saturday, 6 p.m. in our, yeah. on the West Coast. Here we'll be watching Montreal in Saskatchewan. So, oh wow. Yeah. So that's going to look good for them. <laughs> Winnipeg plays Hamilton, and BC is in Edmonton. Ottawa plays yeah. the Stamps. Thursday night that football. That could be one that Brandon Bridge could win. He might have to. Yep. There's nothing on Calero, so. Well, I mean, I think he that... did leave the game for concussion protocol, right? Yes, he did. So, right. Um, who knows, man? I mean, once again, I, I, I tend to wonder where Zach Calero's head is going to be if he had a concussion because – he he looks he looks scared ever since his knee injury. I'm sorry, he doesn't look confident, and and it's too bad. It really is too but he's, bad. He's but, got justification for that. He hasn't played yeah. on a football team with an offense in in six years. Yeah, more like four. I mean, but did did you see him being tossed around like a rag doll in this game? Yep, yeah. I did. I did. I would think it, that, you know, you you should concentrate. I mean, every team should concentrate on the offensive line. I mean, I still think to this day it's the most important position on the field. Because yeah. if you don't have an O-line, you don't have a good quarterback. It's that simple. It, 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 unless, unless you're Mike agreed. Riley. Unless you're Mike Riley. Chris Jones, I consider Chris Jones a fairly intelligent man, okay? He has a good football mind. He's, he, he's a clusterfuck as an individual, and, you know, his, his moral compass is totally bent. And it, so what? He, but I believe he has a good football mind. He has to have been watching Zach Caleros over the last four or five years. He has to know that this guy has a confidence problem. He has to know that he doesn't like getting hit. So if you're going to pay the money to have this, bring this guy in as your franchise quarterback, you should be smart enough to protect him. You would yeah, go down but, to the States and, and buy some big-ass O-linemen yeah, and bring them up I, there and park a wall. I still, I still wonder in my head how much – Chris Jones actually thinks about offense. I still think he is a defensive head coach, okay? And he thinks about defense wins you everything, and that's why he hasn't spent a lot of time on offense. And, yeah, that's true. You know, and I, and I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, if you look at his offensive coaches, I'm not impressed with his offensive coaches. I mean, why did he win a great cup in Edmonton? Because he had fucking Mike Riley. It's that simple. Okay? You don't really have to spend a lot of money on offense if you have Mike Riley. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, and I, he had a great defense. So I gotta wrap the show, Will. Okay. We're under a minute. We're under a minute. Yep. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number two hundred and fifty seven. Uh week two in review. Congratulations to Will on correctly picking three out of the four games this week uh 
Anyhow, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and I'm out of here. We'll see you Wednesday night for the preview for this coming week. Really quick, under 30 seconds. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you on Wednesday. William, let Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Have a Cheers. Good night. Take care. And a uh, big shout-out to Shane down in uh, Australia there. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.